Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And good morning, everyone. We're live from St. Martin's Church here in Tower, Minnesota. I'm Ben Frost, your host for today. And my co-host is Father Nick Nelson. He's the pastor here in uh, Tower, Minnesota, St. Martin's. Good morning, Father. How are you? Good morning, Ben. It's uh, a pleasure to be here a second time, a third time hosting from St. Martin's here in Tower. And uh, uh, it's such a great uh, recognition of our parish and uh, being a part of the diocese, but also the wider RPR network to, yeah. uh, to be able to host and uh, be a part of this 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 great um, radio station. Amen to that. We've got a great show today, and uh, we're excited. And before we start, it's always a good thing to start with prayer. So, Father, would you lead us in our opening prayer? Yes, thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, most blessed Trinity, we know that you are here. We know that you are present. We adore you with profound reverence. We know that you see us and that you hear us. We ask pardon for our sins and the grace to make this time give you glory and to bear fruit in our lives and all those listening. We ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, and all the angels and saints, the guardian angels, to protect us. We ask these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Very good. Well, we've got a, a good show today, and I'm actually going to toss it over to Eli for a preview of today's show. All right. Thanks, Ben. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. The doctor is in on Real Presence Live. Join us we, right away this morning as we visit with Dr. Ray about the joys and struggles of adoption through his family's personal experience. And, of course, we'll be previewing his upcoming visit for the Duluth Fundraising Banquet for RPR. Also, Catholic United Financial is going all out to help local Catholic schools. We'll hear how this is being done as we visit with David Lanieri. And their, their mission is to strengthen the foundations of the Catholic Church with a commitment of just one hour a week. Who are they and what are they hoping to do with this weekly hour? We'll find out as we visit with Anna Kosky. All that and a whole lot more straight talk, all that good stuff coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Excellent. Thank you, Eli. And as he just said, uh, our first guest today is Dr. Ray Grendy, and uh, we're excited to have him. And Dr. Ray, thank you for being with us this morning, and uh, we're excited for our conversation. Morning, Ben. Morning, Father. Good morning, Dr. Ray. So you, first of all, you're well known for your wit, your intelligence, and your humility, but uh, we have some intelligence here that's telling us uh, recently that your wife regularly beats you at arm wrestling. I just have to start by asking, is that true? Well, uh, it may be true, but I'm having her tested for steroids. <laughs> I suspect. I can't prove it, but she got awful strong in the last year. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, so for those that many listening obviously know Dr. Ray, he's uh, on EWTN radio and uh, his show, The Doctor, is in. Uh, so Dr. Ray, maybe tell us about your experience uh, with adoption. And today many couples struggle to conceive their own biological children and wonder what that means for them as a family. So can you tell us uh, your journey to choosing adoption? The statistics on adoption right now, are rather unsettling. First of all, one of every six couples now has trouble conceiving. 
which is off the charts in terms of percentages. Flat out. Hmm. A lot of reasons for that. The bill, age, um, venereal diseases, previous abortions, all of these things are just making it tougher and tougher to conceive. Two, there are approximately one million, this is the recent statistic I saw, I don't know what it is now, one million couples waiting to adopt. And about 50,000 infants become available each year. What is also happening is that the days of the young girl placing her baby for adoption, staying healthy throughout the pregnancy, are less and less. Now what is happening is that an awful lot of the babies available for adoption are being taken from birth mother for for health and safety issues. So they're already in the custody of children's services. So one might assume there's been a, a trouble in the womb environment. So the statistics there, that the adoption world has changed radically. My kids are now 20 to 32. And when we adopted, if you didn't care about the color, if you're willing to adopt black or biracial or Hispanic, uh, you could adopt very quickly. Uh, a black child could be adopted by a white family within a day. It's not quite like that now, although it is easier to adopt cross-race than it is to adopt within your own race. Okay. We all know that family life brings joys and struggles, Dr. Dr. Ray. And um, with your um, experience with adoption, was it, did you struggle with infertility, you and your wife, or was it uh, later on you just, you know, saw kids needed homes and wanted to reach out that way? What was your kind of personal story with adoption? The condition I had, Father, was a congenital one. It was something that was present from birth for me. So I could not conceive at all. The urologist basically said, if you have children biologically, get on the afternoon talk shows, because it's a miracle. So we said, well, oh boy, what do we do? Even then, adoption was hard. Some people waited two, three, four, five years. My wife and I said, well, let's see what we can do. Let's see what happens. Very fortunately, we adopted our first two children rather quickly, to tell you the truth. I was, I was shy. And then after that, Father, it was a boy and a girl. Okay. After that, we, we essentially said, well, any children become available that the agency has a hard time placing, let us know, and we'll see, see what we can do. So six of our kids we got at infancy, and four we got later. Three okay. were private, two Catholic charities. Uh, four um, were through um, social services. I know a lot of families, they'll, they'll foster care and possibly have the child their own eventually, but then or be able to adopt that child. But sometimes those kids actually then get taken away from them and go back to the, the biological mother or father, and that can tear at their hearts. Did, did you ever have to experience that? No, we okay. adopted from the beginning. But I'll okay. tell you, Father, you, yeah. the situation is, if you foster to adopt, once the adoption is final, the kids can't be taken away. Correct. Yeah. The only time that that can happen is if the parents are hoping to adopt, but in fact, they're still in the middle of the process of some kind of reuniting with the birth parents. So as long as that's up in the air, then you're right. The child can return home. But if not, like for our kids, once, once that adoption was final, that's it. It is final. Yeah. There was no way somebody was going to swoop in and say, uh-oh, 
No, 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 no. We have a grandfather that came out of nowhere, and he says he wants the child. Too late. Yeah. You know, Dr. Ray, I, uh, uh, looking at, at you, and you have a big family, and myself, my wife and I, we have uh, six kids, and uh, we have one special needs child. And, and sometimes people, I know, my experience, they look and, and they think, oh, your, your life must be miserable and, and, and struggling. And, and maybe my question to you, with, as a father with a, a large family, can you just share like, some of your happiest and maybe funniest uh, memories raising your kids? Like, is there a joy to raising a large family? Because there is a stigma out there that you know, having a, a, a big family, that you're going to sacrifice a lot and it's going to be a, a great struggle. So maybe what are your experiences uh, being a father with such a large family? When we adopted our two-year-old, her birth mother was a crack prostitute out of Cleveland. Okay. When Mary came into the home, she cut clothes. She would get a scissors or a knife, and once we took all those away, she realized she could use her teeth. And <laughs> we told her, Mary, we're not going to get you more clothes. You're going to wear torn clothes. Well, then she realized she could go after her siblings' clothes. <laughs> we're at Mass one day. Lady comes over, little old Italian lady. She shakes my hand. There's a $10 bill in it. And she says, buy the children some clothes. <laughs> like that. And my wife said, Ray, give her, give her the money back. What are you doing? I said, hey, honey, I'm making 10 bucks a mass. This is pretty good. I said, no, this is not bad. I said, what happens if we have to go to 4 o'clock mass next weekend and she's not there? I know. I'll put an envelope on the pew, you know, so she can put the money in the envelope. Well, then, Christmas Eve, some lady comes up to us, shakes my hand, feels like there's three cigarettes in it. It was three rolled-up $100 bills. And she said, here, for the children. And the next time that lady tried to give me the 10 bucks, I just crumpled it up and threw it back at her. And I said, you cheapskate, trying to give me 10 bucks. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Uh, again, we are today speaking with Dr. Ray Gurendi. I want to thank people for tuning in to Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Ben Frost. I am joined here with Father Nick Nelson, uh, co-host, and uh, we're talking with uh, Dr. Ray Gurendi this morning about uh, adoption and, and family life. And, and uh, you know, up, up, uh, I'm going to hand it over to Father Nick for the next question here. Yeah, Dr. Ray, um, one thing I notice, you're, you're really good on your show with... Um, parents who are struggling with their adult kids, you know, maybe not living the faith or struggling in different ways. And you've mentioned you have kids who you would say, okay, are doing all right, and others are, are struggling. And, um, you know, Christ, amidst all that, still wants us to have peace in the world. So, you know, how, how do you maintain you and your wife, you know, and, and with knowing that kids are struggling or uh, not doing uh, what they should? First, Father, we have to rest confident in the fact that we did the very best we could to raise them as we thought. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to beat myself up over my humanness in the past. Secondly, our Lord himself could not get most people to follow him. Yeah. So who do I think I am? That there's some kind of spiritual formula that I just put into place and my kids are all going to become St. John Bosco's and Mother Teresa's? Yeah. That's not going to happen. And I recognize that. And my wife always says, we are not their Savior. So what we do is we love them as best we can, given whatever turbulence is in their lives, and we, we will not allow our peace to be destroyed 
by bad decisions that they might make. We simply refuse. We w- we will not do it. We 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 pray for them, and we're there to pick up pieces. If we decide that picking up the pieces is a good idea, sometimes we don't pick up the pieces, and then that's the way it is. And we're I'm not going to say, okay, I got ten kids in their twenties. Can you imagine what my days would be like if I had to worry about whatever they're going to do? Oh my gosh! Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be miserable, you know. And that's so hard. Is I think a lot of you know parents listening in today. I know there's there's days I'm out and I've, I'm looking at my kids, and there's days I'm like, gosh, I'm just too strict with these kids. I'm I'm too hard on them. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, I'm just too loose with these kids. And what the yeah, what right, the heck's right, right. going on? I just think a lot of parents, like like you were just saying, just struggle with that sense of like, I I feel like. I'm a failure. I don't know what to do, and I appreciate you saying that. Uh, you, you listen to your show. I think there is a sense of like you try to be intentional, but it is also like the Lord, and we need to do our best and and uh, and trust in Him. And would you agree with that? Or how did we ruin parents like you? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying that Ben's a good dad, hmm. Ben loves his kids. Ben's doing the very best he can to give him morals and a faith. <clears throat> now we got Ben second-guessing himself. Am I too strict? Am I too permissive? Did I do it right? Did I do it wrong? What's going to happen 22 years from now? We, we've got parents' heads spinning. Hmm. Instead of simply saying, I'm the dad, I'm in charge of raising this kid, I'm going to make some real good judgments, and I'm going to make some bad judgments. And that's the way it is. But yeah. we, have, we have turned this into a spiritual and psychological formula, yeah. which is if you do it right, Ben, <laughs> and you're going to have the kind of kids you want to have. And if you don't have the kind of kids you want to have, then somewhere along the line, Ben, you blew it. Yeah. This Boy, is so good. This is so good. Now I, don't, now I don't need to call into your show next week. And I, <laughs> well, I had several people calling into the show about you, though. I said, yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds good. Hey, we just uh, have a few minutes left here, but wanted to make sure uh, we talk about a big event coming up. So the word on the street is that you love cold weather. Is that correct? Man, coming to Fargo in February. you got to be nuts. <laughs> You're coming to our area to speak uh, at our banquet in Fargo. That's February 17th. And then uh, you're actually coming uh, to our diocese here, the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, on March 10th. So what should our guests be uh, looking forward to at that experience? Before I got on the radio, I was a professional speaker. That's what I did for a living besides being a psychologist. So the speaking engagement, I guarantee him, is going to be fun, very funny, lots of humor, and lots of self-confidence. That's that's what they're going to get. That's that's so good. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Father Nick. Are you going to our, our Duluth one? Yes. In fact, um, I'm glad they have you coming to speak, uh, Doctor A, because they have a, a much much less worthy MC myself <laughs> <laughs> for the um, banquet. Um, yeah, and just let our listeners know, you know, for Fargo the 17th and Duluth March 10th, please contact, you know, RPR if you're interested in coming and, and hosting a table. We'd love to, to see you guys there. Um, it'd be be wonderful. Anything in particular you, you think you're going to speak on, Dr. Ray? It's going to be called Laughter, the Sanity of Family. Okay. And I'm going to talk about how parents and grandparents can stand strong against the culture no longer on their side. Well, wonderful. 
Great. Well, Dr. A, we just have uh, uh, two minutes left here, and maybe the last question. So how many years have you been on Catholic Radio, first of all, and, and what impact have you seen through that? You know, we, we speak out into these airwaves, and, and we know people are listening, and we pray that their hearts are turned. So in your experience, how many years have you been on the radio, and, and what impact have you seen? Prior to Catholic Radio, I did all secular media. I was on most secular radio stations, Oprah, Jenny Jones, DBS This Morning, Joan Rivers. That was my career. When it came a chance to do Catholic media, I said no. I didn't want to be tied to a microphone. My wife said, do it anyway. Just try it. Okay. Do what she says. I won't get hurt. 20 years. 20 years on Catholic radio. And I will tell you guys, I have, I have been stunned at what Catholic media can do to bring people back to the church, to convert people, and to make their lives better. Absolutely stunned. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Dr. Ray, we just really appreciate uh, you being with us this morning, all your work on, on Catholic Radio. And uh, for all those listening, again, he'll be uh, speaking uh, at this year's banquets, and that's in Fargo, February 17th, and in Duluth, Minnesota, March 10th. Uh, you can find more information about that at yourcatholicradiostation.com uh, by connecting with uh, Real Presence Radio. So, Dr. Ray, we thank you for your time today. God bless you, and uh, keep Keep uh, fighting the good fight there, and, and we'll be seeing you here shortly at our, at our banquets. Thank you, Dr. Ray. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Father. Okay. God bless you. Good, good stuff, uh, uh, Father, and uh, yeah, just so good for us to, to learn more about uh, family life. And So coming, coming up next, to uh, find out how Catholic United Financial is going all out to help local Catholic schools. And later, we're looking forward uh, to your questions during Straight Talk, beginning at 9.30. You can call 877-795-0122. And we're coming to you live from St. Martin's Church in Tower, Minnesota. You're tuned in to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.